Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging, the podcast where you and your church will find answers to the difficult questions that arise as we grow older. On behalf of the Baptist Home, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brames. Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging. This week, we continue the interview with Dr. David Sundin on the Baptist Home's hospice program. If you missed last week's podcast, we invite you to listen to part one of this discussion entitled Getting to Know Dr. David Sundin and the Baptist Homes Hospice Ministry. And don't forget to click subscribe to hear more great conversations on applying biblical principles to aging issues. Here is the second of three parts of the interview with Dr. David Sundin. Part of the conversation that you just shared with me, I'm guessing prior to August 1, you couldn't have shared. I mean, you're, you're learning a lot during this time in so many ways. What are you specifically doing right now as you prepare for this venture? That's, that's a good question. Um, so I was, when I came on, you know, I had planted a lot of churches. I'd started a lot of things. And so when I came on, I had this idea that if I read enough, if I talked to enough people, <laughs> I would be able to get this figured out. But it became very apparent to me that starting a hospice with all the governmental um, levels that we have to and hoops we have to jump through was not like starting a church. Hmm. And so we are now contracting with a um, consulting firm that will help. And so I've been I've been talking with them. So if you had talked to me like two weeks ago, I was pretty. Um, <laughs> I was swamped. I mean, I was like, I was, I had gone under and I was raising my hand, you know, remember the old cartoons yes. <laughs> going down. And uh, so I, I talked to, I talked to Dr. Harrison about it and he was like, of course you can't do this yourself. <laughs> so now we're partnering with different people and different agencies that are going to be able to help us walk through all of the licensing procedures all the Medicare, Medicaid approvals, um, the, you know, all, all the different things that you have to do to get this, uh, program up and running. And I guess when I was looking at it, I could see, all right, there's seven things I have to do, but they're not numbered one, two, three. And it's like they all seem to intersect. Okay. And it, it's, it was not like you could just concentrate on one thing. And then move to the next. You kind of had to concentrate on all of them together. And so the good thing is uh, that is now happening and we're going to be moving forward. But this is a long process. It's not like just starting a church and starting to meet. Um, before we get fully certified, we're probably talking now about 10 to 12 months Okay. Uh, you know, it's like you get this document done and you turn it in and they say, okay, we've got it, but it'll be three to four months for us to evaluate and all of this. And once you get done with that, then you go into the next step and that might take six, eight weeks. Then you go into the next step, which may be months again. Okay. All this time you're sitting there just doing your manuals, doing your policies, procedures, all of this, getting everything ready to go. And then you have to actually have, before you get your final approval, you actually have to have five patients. 
So you've got to have all of your personnel in place even before you can start getting paid by the uh, the government for hospice. You you know this is you do this on your own. You pay your people and you take care of uh, at least five people, and then after that they do an evaluation. And if all that goes well, then you can start billing uh, Medicaid for the hospice. But this is one of, like a lot of people try on their own to start hospice programs and they fail because they don't have the uh, $100,000 to $300,000 necessary to be able to sustain themselves while they're going through this process. Okay. All right. Um, but because Baptist Homes is committed to this, we're not just out on our own. We are under the Baptist Homes Healthcare uh, Ministries and they have said, yes, this is what we want, and we're going to make sure we have the financial backing to make this happen. So that it's okay. that's a good thing for us. I've heard Dr. Harrison say before that apart from nuclear energy, there are there's no other industry that has more regulations than than healthcare and and hospice care and all that kind of stuff. So you kind of mentioned what you're doing organizationally. What yes. are you doing personally? You mentioned before yes. we turned on the on the recording that you're doing CPE yes. work and that kind of stuff. How, yes. What what does that entail and how's that going for you? Okay, well, you know, um, one of my strengths, of course, is the ministry component. And as I begin this hospice, one of the things that we have to have, we have to have chaplaincy in this. We have to have chaplains going in, providing for the spiritual care of people. Uh, and that is one of my, that's one of my strengths. Like, for example, I, I can't do the nursing part, so I'm going to have to <laughs> hire someone to do the nursing, sure, right? Sure. I'm not going to go in and do the AIDS, but I can do the spiritual care. And I want to be endorsed by North American Mission Board. Now I can be I can be a, as a volunteer chaplain, but I actually want to be an actual endorsed chaplain by North American Mission Board. Want and everything, everything to do that I'm already qualified for, except for one thing: I do not have any clinical pastoral education. Okay. All right, and they require that you at least have one unit, which is one year. One, one unit of CPE education. So um, I am now doing my CPE training at KU Med. Uh, I, you know, they, I do the, every Saturday I'm there um, for about five hours. Every two weeks I have an overnight, a 16-hour shift where I'm doing, I'm on call overnight. Then during the month I need to do rounding, you know, going around and on different floors and just meeting with people, writing reports, reading books, you know, all of those kind of things as I earn that CPE credit. You know, I don't know if I'm going to go ahead and do all four units of CPE, but I believe that it is, is, um, I, I want our hospice to have chaplains that are NAM endorsed. And, and that kind of leads to another thing of how we're going to partner with churches. So remember to bring us back to that. Okay, okay. okay. But since that is my area of strength, I want to be able, that's how I want to be able to, not only as I'm managing this, but I want to be the spiritual input um, to this. Here's the way that I try to explain it to people. There are there's a two-word phrase that, as I was thinking about this and praying about it, there's this two-word phrase that just kept coming to me, and it's home safe, home safe. And so when I'm dealing with the hospice, 
We want to be able to go to somebody's home and make sure that they can live out the rest of their life at their home safely. And so there's a lot of things that go into that with the medical equipment, the medical personnel, the training, education of the family members who are taking care of them, supplying the medicine, doing all of these different things that the hospice would do to help them live out the rest of their life safely at home. So home safe. But we have an advantage with Baptist Home Hospice that a lot of other agencies do not have. And that is we have seven nursing homes around the state. And so if we come into a situation where either we cannot, the, the structure of their home or whatever, they we, it just cannot work for them to be home safe, we can provide a new home for them where they okay. can be safe in one of our one of our nursing homes. Okay. And being that they're spread out and that we're growing, um, it's almost anywhere in the state of Missouri, you're somewhat close to one of our, our places. So now we can provide, if we can't keep you home safe, we can provide a new home for you where you'll be safe. Okay. All right. But the final component, which is one of the most important for us at Baptist Home Hospice, is that our ultimate goal is for you to be home safe, your eternal home, okay. to be safe eternal, eternally in heaven. And so that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to in being the spiritual care director also. Now, later on, I won't be able to do, as we expand, I won't be able to do all of that. Um, but I'm starting off and that's going to, that's one of the, the places where I just am going to love going in and just taking care of the spiritual needs of our, of our residents or our patients there. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But in doing the CPE, that also puts our hospice at a higher level of spiritual care. Now, if I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the partner with the churches sure. right now, since I'm thinking about sure. it. <clears throat> so Andy, imagine this, that um, you know, you're pastoring and you have a beloved uh, member of your uh, congregation who you have been ministering to for years. You love this person. You, uh, you know, their health has declined over the years, but you are their pastor. You're visiting them at their home. If they've gone into the nursing home or whatever, you have been there for them. All right. Well, when they go into the hospice, yes, we do have our spiritual care people. We do have our chaplains, our hospice chaplains, but I am not, I don't want to be like those hospice that say to the pastor, look, this isn't your area anymore. We have this. And I know you, some of you people are going to be listening to this and say, why would anyone do that? We have seen it happen, even in our nursing homes, where they have said to our chaplains in the nursing home, you stay out. This is now ours. Mm. All right. And that's that's pretty infuriating. Mm. Um, but now what I'm going to be able to do is I am going to be able to honor the years that you've had in with this person. And I am going to be able to contract with you as the hospice chaplain. And we want to be able to provide some training and different things for our pastors. But we want our pastors who have been already taking care of their uh, members and stuff to be able to provide that care also under the umbrella of hospice. 
We also want our pastors to lead their churches to start volunteering um, help for hospice patients. And okay. these are just simple things. I mean, you could come in and just sing hymns with them. Mm -hmm. All right. You could come in and sit with them while the family members are able to go out and have a break. You know, and of course, there's the things where you can go and you can do the yard cleanups and mow the grass and break the leaves and different things and maybe do some repairs on a house that's needed. Those are kind of volunteer things that that we would be able to uh, provide. But we want to partner with the local church so that it's not like we have a member here who now has gone over into hospice and we have no ministry with her anymore. We still can minister to our member and their family by doing volunteer work. And okay. we are going to be coordinate that, coordinating that with our churches so that our churches have the sense that we are we're still ministering to our members and we're still taking care of them by partnering with Baptist Homes Hospice and Baptist Homes Healthcare Ministries in order to provide ministry and comfort and care all the way to the end. So those, those are some exciting things that are going I, on. I think that's really helpful, David, because depending upon where the person goes and, and obviously uh, with, with the traditional, the Baptist home, they had to go elsewhere, right? You know, now they're like you said that the the number of facilities are expanding. They're right. getting closer locally to to various people, but churches would tend to lose touch, yes. you know, with with some of the people as, as they would move elsewhere. And so, uh, I think there's there's a kind of a everything coming together, gelling together right. with with more localized places in different parts of the state now and and doing that so that sounds wonderful what what is what is something that surprised you that, that you've learned that you've been learning so far something that you just really did not anticipate in these last couple of months since you joined uh, the organization well i guess i'm was very surprised at the number of hoops that we have to jump through okay you know <clears throat> the more I learn, the more I realize that that is critical. That is important. I mean, the, there are certain standards. You don't want people out there just coming up with some hospice program who are not able to really take care of people. So all these hoops and, uh, you know, certifications, license and all that, it's absolutely necessary. But I didn't realize just how extensive it was. So that was a surprise. But another surprise to me was as I began my uh, clinical pastoral education at teaching at being at the hospital. Um, I guess this shouldn't have surprised me, but it, it was a beautiful aha when I start to see the medical personnel, whether they are believers or not, just to see the level of care and concern that they have for their patients, okay. all right? Whether it's a COVID patient, whether it's a trauma patient, whether it's a heart patient, whatever. There's, I mean, you think about all that KC Med does and I get to be a chaplain there with a badge that opens almost every door. You know, I can go just about anywhere. And when I'm 
when I'm ministering to the patients, I'm not only ministering to the patients, but I'm, I'm ministering to the workers there too, and to see their heart for this and to realize, wow, these people are choice people. And we're going to have that too with our hospice program. We're going to have people who are even more engaged in that. The other thing that, uh, and, and this is uh, something that I knew, but I didn't experience it that much. And I, um, but the process of dying, I have found that those people who have no faith, this is a, a, a traumatic experience for them. But those who have faith, even though it's still traumatic, there is that sense of peace in knowing that the time is coming and I have a future that is beyond this body. Hmm. And I have a future with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in heaven. And this is a transition. And I, I've known that but as I am seeing and being with people who are coming to the end of their life, just that sense of peace, that understanding, it may not be with the family yet, but the patients, um, they just, they have their faith. They know where they're going. They know they're right with Jesus. And if they're not, they want to get that way, you know, sure. sure. But just to see that, um, that peacefulness, as we transition from one life into another. Um, that has been, I don't know if I'm going to say it's surprising because intellectually I knew that, but now I have experienced that with many, many people. And I experienced it with my mom and dad. They were both, they both had hospice before they, they left. And, you know, they were both ready ready to go. And it was, it was a good thing. So to be safe at home. To be safe at home, home safe. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And um, so I'm looking forward to this. I really am. It's it's. Uh, I'm learning a lot, um, and we're jumping through the right hoops because <laughs> we are going to be. We are going to be. If I have anything to do with it, which I do, uh, we are going to be the best hospice program uh, around. Um, with, especially with the backing of Baptist Homes Healthcare Ministries behind us. They, we're going to have an awesome hospice program. Thank you for joining us for part two of this three-part interview with Dr. David Sundeen about the upcoming Baptist Homes Hospice Program. Thank you for joining us for this interview today. The Baptist Home has provided Christ-like care to the aging since 1913. To learn more about the biblically informed resources and solutions provided by The Baptist Home, go to www.thebaptisthome.org. Again, www.thebaptisthome.org. You will find links to previous podcasts, a growing number of church resources, and detailed information about residential and long-term care communities. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams, asking you to be a voice for the aging.